Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast. It's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fangirl Film Club, a movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. Hi, everybody. I'm Mia. And I'm Emily. Hi. Welcome to yet another episode of the Fangirl Film Club. (laughs) And it is bad. (laughs) I will start out with an apology because it was my pick this week. (laughs) And this was so not a fun movie to watch that I almost changed my mind mid-watch and texted Mia and said, I can't make us do this. But I I soldiered through. I pushed through it. And here we are. You know, I think this becomes a better movie if you just watch it a certain way. Um, So the movie, of course, that we're talking about is Repentance, which we are watching on behalf of one Anthony Mackie, um, who is the Mm -hmm. worst he is the worst in this movie. It is the, it is the- so weird <laughs> to be like the person I watched this for made this a worse movie. <laughs> like his character awful. His performance awful. equally awful. <laughs> like, Anthony, what are we doing? <laughs> What was happening in, in what you. was this, 2014, 2013? What was going on? I I trusted you, okay? I <laughs> believed in you. I paid a rental fee of $4.23 for you, <laughs> not Forrest Whitaker, who got top billing for this movie. For you, Anthony, why have you forsaken me? <sighs> But he was. He was the worst part of it. Thank you for thanks he for was. starting off with that on that <laughs> note. He was the worst part of it. I didn't want to admit it. He was. And I love him. I do. You you have your torrid little love affair with him. Yes. Yes, I do. I don't think we've told we that go, story on have, this podcast. I don't know if you want to. We have our waves. I mean, what about about? I mean, obviously, he and I were in love as people. Um, no, I'm I will tell it now because. Yes. I don't want everybody to think that I'm just some fan. <laughs> I mean, we meant something to each other for all of five seconds. Um, no, I saw him at Philadelphia Comic Con, and this is in 2015, no, 2016. Um, and I was there for Captain America reasons, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, I was in line to meet. Have, who has since she who has since fallen from grace, Haley mm. Atwell. Um, mm. I was in line to meet her, and I glanced over because I felt the most beautiful brown eyes in the world looking at me, or in my direction. I think they were looking at me, and I glanced <laughs> across the way, and there was Mr. Mackey looking so beautiful, stuffed you can't into a call pair him of pants. Mr. Mackey. Just I can actually. <laughs> Anthony. Because every time I think um, of Mr. My- Maggie, I just like, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Anthony Mackie standing there <laughs> stuffed into a pair of pants that were just a little too small for all of the man that he mm. is. And 
our eyes met across the room and he nodded at me and he went, what's up, baby? And I left my husband in that moment and my soul (laughs) left my body and (laughs) transcended to a different plane. And then it was over. And then I found Jared again and I told him what happened. And he was like, I understand. (laughs) I was like, just so I'm you know, so sorry. I wasn't really cheating. I wasn't really cheating on you. It's just that Anthony Mackie and I were in love for a minute. He's like, oh, I get it. I understand. Yeah, fine. It's kind of like that no, line I don't want you from guys thinking It's that- Always Sunny, where it's like, have you ever been to Florida? <laughs> Not physically. Have you ever fucked <laughs> Anthony Mackie? Exactly. Not physically. <laughs> Not physically, but for a second, emotionally, <laughs> there was a connection. Um, Spiritually, which so is so important to this movie. <laughs> Yeah, on a different plane, um, we were together. Um, so I don't want anybody like listening to this podcast being like, oh, she just hates Anthony Mackie as an actor. No, no. I trusted him. <laughs> and he let me down with this movie. This movie and another one of his that we will actually, you and I, I think, can agree. Uh-oh. <laughs> we hate so much or I hate so much that you won't ever subject me to it on this podcast playing a cool. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, no. Yeah, because because even though it has a bunch of people that we I'm would not, have no. watched that movie for, it's it's too much. It's too much. It's too bad. And how, we won't how much so did between, you make it through of that one? Because did you walk out of three that and a half minutes? Okay. I didn't walk out. I turned it off. I didn't go see it <laughs> okay. in the movie theater, but I spiritually I, walked. out. It was like three and a half minutes. <laughs> Spiritually, I burned the studio to the ground. I was so <laughs> enraged by the three and a half minutes that I watched. I was like, this is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Three and a half minutes in. Yeah. See, the I made myself barely sit through done the entire rolling. thing. And I... Yeah. Ugh. And it... Ugh. It doesn't get any better, right? It gets worse after no. three and a half minutes. Like, it's not like yeah. I, I didn't give it a shot. I got the whole picture. Yeah. Reed Richards is there at one point, and it's just... Michelle Monaghan, I expected better from from her. Expected better from all of them, really. Except Chris <laughs> Evans, who's a piece of trash. <laughs> oh, sexy trash but man. Everybody else, sexy raccoon trash man. But ev- everybody else really let me down for that one. And then, okay, so, but we didn't watch Playing Cool. We watched Repentance. And so now everybody knows my history with Anthony Mackie, my personal love story. Um this was billed as a psychological thriller boy was it don't know how i feel about that um it was also billed as a horror movie which i don't agree with no (laughs) no unless we count the there's a ghost there's Um, one ghost there's a is like there's a ghost ghost, does not a horror make what what a waste of a ghost. Like there was a legit ghost in this in this movie and it was like the least interesting thing about it. I know. And um, she had great stage presence. I thought if they had utilized her better and more. I I thought if this movie was about her and mm-hmm. like about being a ghost, but no, it wasn't mm-hmm. about any of those things. Um it was written and okay, so it was written and directed by Philip or Philippe Kaland. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Kaland, Kaland. Let's say Kaland. Um, Philippi or Philippi, <laughs> Felipe Kaland. Jesus Christ! You Calling know, for two all the way from Minnesota, consistently get our names <laughs> fucked up. 
<laughs> we are the worst. Um, it's also so the screenplay was also written uh, co-written by Shintaro Shim- Shimasawa. Um, and so. something to note, which will come uh, come in handy when we talk about it when I go to the reviews, um, is that this is actually a remake of mm. another Felipe Calland movie called the mm. the Guru and the Jury. I think. Hmm. Um, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's not that one's not good either. So. <laughs> I don't- we don't need to spend a lot of time on the source material um, because the product of the remake is <laughs> Repentance, starring Philip Forrest Whitaker and Anthony Mackie and Mike Epps, actually, yes. um, who who might have delivered the most impressive performance because it's impressive, the only time I've ever seen him be serious. But his direction not was good. inconsistent. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still not good. Not, we'll not get into Certainly it. not enough to save the movie. Um, no. <laughs> at all but um <laughs> but yeah yeah so i can uh i can tell you what i think the pitch was why don't this, you pitch yeah this, this little Suck baby refunded for funded for the second time it's interesting that you say socks because <laughs> the hottest new club has it's called repentance and it has mm-hmm everything it has anthony mackie and windsock pants for two hours it has terrible mental health advice questionable mommy issues literally the worst therapy you've ever seen on screen that isn't conversion therapy and wellness and life coaching getting called out on all of their actual bullshit <laughs> oh i'm sorry it's pretty concise and goldfish. Oh, and, that poor oh, goldfish. The goldfish were okay. The goldfish was no goldfish were harmed in the making of this film. That's as nice as we can be about it. <laughs> no real. Now, I don't know if that would get. Uh, maybe I stopped paying attention at one did point. You? But doesn't he throw the goldfish on the floor? He he did, but he saved it. It's okay. 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 He put it in a glass of water. Okay. I thought something way worse was going to happen with that goldfish. I yeah. thought he was going to get fed to Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> no, he put it in a glass. He's going to get Steve-O'd. <laughs> <He was> gonna- <laughs> I, I really thought more was going to happen with the goldfish. I was glad it didn't. Um, yeah. But uh, no, he smashed the bowl, but then he picked the fish up and he put it in a glass of water. And then later you see That's the little right, girl. That's right, because he couldn't be as bad as Anthony yeah. Mackie. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy. Tammy Carter. Um, okay. So why don't you. Uh, okay. I love that eight episodes in, we've thrown out the idea of putting a timer on our recaps. This is going to be We're more. We're just than doing it seconds. as fast as we We're can. Just <laughs> this is just the this. Sonic the Hedgehog version of the recap for you. Let's call it the speed run. Let's call it the speed run recap. And we'll just okay. we'll just go from there. OK, so speed right. run this for me. Tell me what happens. I'll tell you how long it takes you to do it. OK, <laughs> so I know it's going to be more than a minute. <laughs> it will be. I have a long paragraph here. Okay. All right. Ready, set. Ben and mm-hmm. Tommy are driving very irresponsibly on a winding road where they hit a woman, break their window, and wrap around a telephone pole. Four years later, we're in New Orleans where Angel is walking through the entire city to go to Tommy's book signing about his near-death experience. And Tommy, who's going to be an anti-vaxxer come 2020, 
spouts a bunch of self-help bullshit to Angel, who is grieving the death of his mom, clearly the woman Tommy hit four years ago. Tommy's wife, Maggie, likes feeding him ice cream and letting him teach yoga to her kid's yoga class, including Angel's daughter. Ben searches Tommy's house for $12,000 that he owes somebody, and Tommy cons Angel into working together and cherry-picks his favorite culturally appropriative bits of every spirituality he's ever studied to manipulate his clients into giving him more money. Ben can't decide what he wants from Tommy, including his money and or his wife. Tommy goes to Angel's to tell him he can't see him anymore, but Angel knocks him out and brings him down to his torture dungeon on behalf of his ghost mother. He also kidnaps Tommy's wife, Maggie, and his brother, Ben, but Tommy breaks free enough to chop up part of his own hand so he can escape the handcuffs and try to kill Angel, which doesn't work. Ben finally confesses that they killed Angel's mother, and he covered it up by tossing her into the bayou over the bridge. Francesca, the daughter, convinces Angel not to kill the three of them by invoking the spirit of her dead grandmother, and Tommy says, he's free now, and then Tommy fucking kills himself, I guess. Okay, that was only a minute ten. <laughs> so okay, you're you're pretty you're pretty good. Way better than me in just my luck. I will say that. Um, uh, yeah. Do can we start at the end? <laughs> Let's because because it's been a minute, and we've watched as as our intro says, we've seen some shit on this podcast. And Surely we have. It's been a minute. That I had to rewind a movie to watch the last five minutes three times to make sure I didn't like (laughs) blink and miss some sort of cue that would actually make it an ending. (laughs) It's really nice that you cared enough to do that. I wanted there to be at least at least another gunshot or like two more gunshots or I was fine with there I, being one I was fine okay, with there being one I love that there was first of all there was so there was the sound of the gunshot and then what do we assume that brother and wife just sat there silently or did he kill the brother did he kill himself did he kill <laughs> who did he shoot Right. And more importantly, how <laughs> did he grip that gun without With his, his shitty thumb? fingers? <laughs> his broken index finger and his lack of a thumb that he chopped off with a meat cleaver. And then he didn't necessarily chop them off. He just kind of <laughs> slitted it down the middle so that it wouldn't get in the way when he yanked it out of okay. the handcuffs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> This movie also was not tagged properly for body horror, and it was just for that one moment where I was like, what the fuck? Um, And (laughs) also, I've lived in old shitty houses my whole life. I've never had a radiator so hot that you could cauterize a wound on it. Just Yeah, that was that. (laughs) I was like, okay. I didn't know that he was that kind of doctor. (laughs) Not to get nitpicky, but you literally can't touch a boiler made after, like, I don't know, 1900 and cauterize your own wound. It's just not possible. (laughs) Also, that boiler would not be running because it was summertime in fucking New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Uh, (laughs) There was no ending to this movie. They. No. There was no ending. There was. (laughs) It was the kind of ending where they're trying to do. (laughs) 
they're trying to do that thing of like we're gonna leave it on a an ambiguous note and if he killed himself and or his wife and or his brother because by the end when angel decides not to kill the three of them he says he's going to and then his daughter's like yes grandma says that you should let things go now because she's conveniently been like i hear scary things in the basement but i don't go down there well okay also how long did this take because that little girl never got out of her jammies she never got out of her slippers she hardly ever left her room and there was an indication Uh, yeah That She's it was eight years mul- old. That he was tied up. That mm-hmm. he for multiple she had days. to go to school for yeah. multiple days. <laughs> that he was like down there for multiple days and nights to the point that his editor or agent or whoever it was, which also like mm-hmm. it should have been his agent, publicist his editor, or whatever. Yeah, not, yeah, whoever. Yeah. Um, that he uh, did not know where he was, and he was missing mm-hmm. dates on his book tour. So like mm-hmm. this little girl who was supposed to be eight years old and couldn't have been more than five um, was supposed to just we're just supposed to believe that she just stayed in her room for multiple like for days and days at a time. Yeah. So that was an outrageous note that I, I have two <laughs> notes that I jotted down just to okay. keep in mind. So okay. when Angel is trying to keep angel played by forrest whitaker is trying to keep his daughter from going down into the basement he says an hour of piano practice sweetie just one hour do you know how long an hour is to an eight-year-old that's a fucking lifetime that's two of she, their favorite shows there is no way she practiced the most, piano that long the most disciplined eight-year-old has an yeah. eight minute attention span like right no yeah, eight-year-old is going to practice piano for an hour straight. Only an hour. Only an hour straight. No. There's no way. There's no. There's there's no possible way. Also, what <laughs> fucking time is it? Because she's having nightmares. She's missing mm-hmm. yoga class. All mm-hmm. within the span of like 20 minutes from each other. And in the meantime, her dad is disappearing for long stretches of time to yeah. torture Didn't a torture. human being in... In the second basement. <laughs> the deeper below. In New Orleans. Mm-hmm. By the way. In New Orleans. It's gotta be sticky down there. Where nobody even buries their people in the ground. <laughs> they don't even have graves, okay? They have mausoleums mm-hmm. because <laughs> the ground floods literally every day from mm-hmm. March until like... December. Yep. So the fact that he has not one but two basements shit's getting sticky down there. Really really dumb. Um <laughs> really dumb. I would like to bring up the uh the the depictions of the worst therapy you've ever seen. Um Oh yes. Not only um, please no, uh, since we were starting at the end, um, yes, what yes. Tommy says with, uh, he decides to tap back into his spirituality after committing manslaughter, not telling anybody about it, keeping that with mm-hmm. him for four years and profiting off it and letting his brother take the fall yes. for everything. Um, yes. The line, it's something like, 
we're all dead spiritually tells we're me that he really dead. yeah he really buys into mm-hmm. his own bullshit which i wasn't mm-hmm. sure of through most of the movie but by the end when he says no 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 we're spiritually dead like he really, he's free now i loved when he said yeah. that i loved yeah. when he said that he's free now i'm like Really? Is it because it's mutually assured destruction now? Like if he tells anybody yeah. that yeah. you guys murdered his mom and then but then you could tell him tell the cops that he then kept you in the basement for yeah. three days or maybe forty five minutes. Um and <laughs> chopped <laughs> your hands off. Stuck a pole through your leg, yeah. Stuck a pole through your drugged leg and you. kidnapped your wife and brother, like yeah. drugged you multiple times. Like all, oh, he also went through like all the phases of withdrawal of whatever drugs he was being given. Like every time mm-hmm. he didn't get a dose. So yeah. what? How the fuck long was this? How how long was this movie? How long? I felt like years of my life passed while I was watching it, and I kept pausing it. I was like, "Is this done yet? No." Oh, and wow. I think wow, Anthony and Mackie's hair changed multiple times. Not not only through the time jump, but <laughs> just just. Just while he was in the basement. It was a powerful basement. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I thought, obviously, I thought it was terrible. Um, yes. <laughs> when he said he's free now and then he's like, we're spiritually dead. I kind of wanted to be like, why don't you leave your fucking wife out of this? Yeah. <laughs> she has she nothing had no to idea do with this bullshit. From the beginning because she you lied no to her. Idea. You lied to her. The brother lied to protect you and like also it it doesn't say why ben just got out of jail it's not because of this no it's not because of this because if that was the case then that would be forrest whitaker would have known that he would be in yeah yeah and and also forrest whitaker would have known longer who killed his mom He would not need because the that, confirmation. Because he, he, like, what they're saying, because they, sa- they even said, like, Ben said at the end, he was like, no, the, I kept waiting for the cops to come, but nobody ever showed up. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever found her body. And it's like, well, clearly somebody did find her fucking body. They found the body. They just didn't tie it to you. They didn't tie it to them. Somehow. So what was he? <laughs> even though your car was totaled. <laughs> <laughs> about 20 feet away that's gonna say because no offense but it doesn't seem like this is a pair of criminal masterminds who were no. super good at covering their tracks that you're um, looking for grandpa's coin collection to pay off a twelve thousand dollar debt not even a debt like a hit on yeah. him like it again i don't know how long <laughs> It was very unclear. It was very unclear why he needed twelve thousand dollars. It sounded like somebody put a hit out on him, and mm-hmm. he for like twelve grand, and he was like going to come up with that money by working a five dollar an hour job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do, do you-, you know how long that takes? <laughs> you know how long that takes? Because I've never been able to save up twelve thousand dollars. No, <laughs> ever. And no, I make more than from- five dollars an hour. What is it? It's a wonderful life. Or is like, you know how long it takes a man to save five thousand dollars. A working man to save five thousand dollars. Yeah. Still relevant. Yeah, that hasn't that hasn't aged very well. <laughs> Sadly. Uh but no, so so we don't know why his brother is in trouble right now. Yeah. But his brother gets out of jail 
mm-hmm. and immediately goes to him breaks for money house. and help. Breaks yeah. into their house and like jumps on In them the in bed. The which I would murder my brother. I don't like him that much. I would murder him. And <laughs> that would be that. Like he would have been shot. <laughs> and that would have been the end of the shitty movie. That would have been a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I accidentally shot my brother because he jumped on me in the middle of the night asking for money. It's and Louisiana. I, I was standing him. my ground, you know? It- <laughs> exactly. You know? it. Exactly. It would be a different movie. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a better one. Maybe not. But yeah. So he... So you said it in your recap. But yes, he cherry picks all kinds of different religious themes. Yep. Theological I themes. I should have made a list to... of everything because there was a lot. There was like There's Christianity, a lot. A lot. Buddhism, uh, hoodoo, like Shintoism. Like mm-hmm. it's, there was a lot. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. None of it was respectful or no. accurate. No. Um and and he decides to start taking on private clients again, which from the sounds of it, he never should have been doing in the first place. No. Um, decides to take on these clients again because of his brother's money problems, which again, we don't know why. Yeah. I don't know how I now this may come as a shock, Mia, <laughs> but I've never personally had a hit put out on my head. So I don't yeah. know how it works if like I then came up with the money that somebody right. was gonna pay to have me Please murdered. Don't kill me. I, yeah. I feel like I would still get murdered. Like, I feel like yeah. if I was like, here, wait, you you said you'd pay somebody $50,000 for my dead body. Here's $50,000. How about you just let me live? I don't think that's how it's hits It's like, work. now I've got $50,000 and I have killed you, so. Now I've got $50,000 and you're here like an idiot giving me $50,000. I can just yeah. kill you myself. Right. Because usually a hit, I, again, I say this with no real life experience, <laughs> believe it or not, this chubby white girl with huge glasses who grew up only in the suburbs um, has never had a hit put on her on her personally. I don't know how it works. I, I always kind of feel like if they use it as a reference in a movie, it's like because they want to find that person and it's right. like bring them in dead or alive kind of a thing. Like I'm going off of Joker rules like from Batman when yeah. – Gambit was like, is it Gambit or Gamble? I don't know. Gamble was like, I'm putting a hit out, 500,000 dead, a million alive so I can kill him myself kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. That's like a bad guy thing to say. So I don't think if I showed up with a million dollars, somebody's like, I want a million, I'll pay you a million dollars to kill Emily, (laughs) co-host of the Fangirl Film Club podcast. Maybe, I mean- (laughs) We piss off the wrong person. I don't know. We talk about a lot of powerful people on this podcast. Kevin Feige's. <laughs> He's afraid. He's afraid of getting poop desked. I mean, I think if we if we record one more podcast where we shit on Kevin Feige and threaten to shit on his desk, we may get hits taken out on us. But I feel like, again, it would be like him wanting to find us, not just make sure that we're dead. Right. Right. So if you show up with the money... Anyway, this doesn't matter. We're getting lost in minutiae. We do this when the movie is exceptionally yeah. bad, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, I think it depends on the situation and who wants this person dead. Because, right. like, and all why? I know of bounty hunting is Red Dead Redemption style, 1899-1907. Um, and in that case, you know, if somebody were to present you the money... You could just stuff their bounty poster back in your pocket and say, I didn't see anything. But 
if you're working for somebody who's not the shitty government, who has your file on tab, like it is important Mm -hmm. to them that you find this person. Yeah. So So we don't know. (laughs) Mike Epps needs 12 grand. Maybe to save his life. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe to pay people off. I I don't really know. But um, he, so, so (laughs) Anthony Mackie is like, I need more money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to start taking on clients again. Just this one in particular who is clearly emotionally a very, in a very vulnerable place. I'm going to exploit his need and charge him three hundred that three hundred dollars an hour for the worst advice in the The shittiest therapy the shittiest therapy i first piece of advice is stop taking your meds holy fucking shit i was like this movie should come with a warning that if somebody who is not your doctor not your doctor not even a doctor by the way Mm -hmm. um comes into your life out of fucking nowhere and tells you that the problem is the lithium that you're taking for your PTSD and bipolar disorder. Like Mm -hmm. they're not somebody you take medical advice from. No. It's the first thing he tells them is to stop taking his lithium. Yeah. Not also not go off of it gradually, not talk to all of it into my hand immediately. Not talk to a real doctor and see if there's a different alternative. Not explain right. that you're exploring new kinds of therapy and ask a fucking medical professional what they think you should do. By the way, what they right. will say is do not just spit out your lithium and throw it all down the drain. Yeah. Thanks. <sighs> Apologies if anybody watched this movie and thought like, oh, what great idea. <laughs> Correct, Anthony Maggie. I will stop taking my mental health medication because you told me to. Yeah. Um, and you also told me to smile more. I almost turned the movie off during that scene. I know. When was the last time you smiled? <laughs> Followed oh. shortly by, are you mocking me? <laughs> you are doing nothing but deserving to be mocked. Anthony I'm doing Mackie. exactly like, what you asked, you fuckwit. Like, literally, you gaslighting piece of shit. I, you mm-hmm. just told me to smile, and so I did. And you're like, "Are you mocking me?" Wow. Also, also, bring me out on the fucking river where I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then throw the boat around like a lunatic. Yeah. When he said drugs don't heal the drugs pain, don't they cure just pain. mask they it. Mask it. Cure pain. Yeah, they mask it. I was like, wow. They I also sometimes rebalance the chemicals in your fucking body and yeah. mind so that you can get through the day, you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, later on when he was like a fucking addict to that pain medication, I was like, yeah. drug- why is this Why is this line not coming back to bite him in the ass? Why didn't <laughs> Every why other did he say has. that? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Every other thing is a goddamn endless loop in this shitty movie. Why didn't he say like... <laughs> Oh no. You don't you don't get to have your injections. Sorry. <laughs> Drug, drugs don't drugs cure don't the cure pain. pain. They they just mask it. Oh fuck. So yeah, so this movie tried to be a ghost story and also Not tried to be hard. like it didn't try very hard. It no. just it, like gave up on the ghost thing halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um 
tried to be a ghost story. It tried to be like a heist movie, like a like, like a Parasite ransom kind a of movie. Bit, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it and then it tried to be a like torture porn kind of horror movie. And so I think this is where I go ahead and award my first fake Oscar of the night. Yes. Um, For the most oxygen like movie not produced by oxygen where it's just dirty (laughs) and crimey and attempting to be suspenseful and and fucking pointless. This was absolutely a movie that should have been on TV at three o'clock in the afternoon on like Christmas break. Yep. When you have nothing better to watch, and you're like, yeah, whatever, I'll I'll throw this on. I will say it does become yeah. a significantly better movie if you just decide early on that you're on Forrest Whitaker's side. Because from the beginning, I'm like, fuck this dude. It's fuck, not hard to be this on guy. his side. Yeah. It's not hard because Anthony no. Mackie, despite being one of the most, I want to say, like, likable, charismatic actors ever, yeah. is... Pretty much, I I was like, I would think if he had died in that car accident, everybody yeah. in his life would have been better off. Yeah, no redeeming qualities. Would have been better <laughs> really no redeeming qualities. I don't know why his very nice, sweet yoga teacher wife was with him mm-hmm. at all. Because <laughs> she clearly did not know anything about, like, who he was or his relationship <laughs> with his brother or anything prior to they add in the little plot line of the idea that ben wants to be with the wife that he's in love with her a little bit yeah which i don't know how that works (laughs) also they throw in they keep also they keep disparaging her work as a bartender which like fuck you guys bartending is really hard serving in general is really hard yeah and if she wanted to find a nice rich man to marry so she didn't have to be a bartender anymore, that's her business. That's yeah. – you can't fault her for that. No. Um, yeah, no, they they brought it – it was such a th- – it was like for, – for it being the pinnacle of tension between the three of them, it was so – like such a throwaway line of like he went to the bar first to like – talk her into going on a date with his brother mm-hmm. and they went on one date and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And then the next week he went back and asked her out and then they got married. And like, so you're so you're just a piece of shit is what you're saying. <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> In perpetuity. Like when, you're, when you're not pretending to be a horrible guru Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he was so bad. So bad. And the agent's introduction of him that he's like the voice of a prophet in our time. What the fuck? This is this what is cult behavior. Fuck. Oh my god. All I could think when I was <laughs> was watching it is this scene from um The Venture Brothers, which I don't know if you ever watched it's like an adult mm-hmm. swim cartoon, um where there's a character and he's burning all of his girlfriends or all of his wife's ex-boyfriend stuff mm-hmm. and she's like what are you doing you're insane and he's like you know what's insane that you slept with a guy who read the secret <laughs> he holds it up and he's like don't tell anyone your ex-boyfriend's pathetic shh secret <laughs> like, 
that's all I could think of was, yeah, during the the like, I was like, oh, my God, don't give yourself carpal tunnel jerking him off. He's the voice of a prophet. He's yeah. like the the young Dalai Lama. What the fuck are you talking about? He like okay. crashed his he crashed his car and is profiting off of it. Yeah, he was drunk driving and he's yeah. profiting off of it. One of my Death favorite worst lines. Yes. Best worst lines um, comes from the drunk driving scene, which is the flashback later in the movie mm-hmm. where Mike Epps, they're acting drunk, which acting drunk is very difficult to do. I, as mm-hmm. I understand, but Mike Epps has the line. This is a bridge. <laughs> this okay. Is a bridge. This is a bridge. What other uh, best worst lines? Cause I had two. Um, and they're not even that good because none of the writing was good enough to even really merit a best words line. But I figure we're in this now. So let's just so this is a bridge. So Check. we've gone over <laughs> when was the last time you smiled and are you mocking me? Um, this is a best words line, not because of the writing, but because of the delivery. Can anybody hear me? So that one was I think, good. <laughs> I think Forrest Whitaker really did the best he could here. My man. No, was I, I had I had written down the Anthony Mackie version of that one oh, because he was <laughs> he was yodeling, yes, but but also <laughs> Forrest Whitaker was yodeling first. He was like singing about how nobody could hear him, which I thought was kind yeah. of scary. Yeah, but not in the way that they I think probably meant it to be scary. No, this is just this is just upsetting because this is, this, bad is Acad- this is an Academy Award winning actor. He should not have been yeah. made to do this. <laughs> This is Forrest fucking Whitaker. He should have been given a better script than this. He um, really should have. My, uh, oh, did you have any others? Uh, I got a couple. Just two others. Um, you remember when people used to be like afraid of the Russians? <laughs> it's very nonchalant, which I appreciated. Uh huh. People used to be like afraid of the Russians, and then um, after Anthony Mackie has confessed to having murdered a fucking cat. <sighs> Um, and Forrest Whitaker punches him and says, that's for the cat. I had that one too. I knew you were going to do that one because this is the second cat. This is the second cat related throwaway line that you have, you have identified as the best and worst. Um, Mm -hmm. I also was like, yes, thank you for, I wish he'd like kicked him very much hard in the face and said that's for the cat, but he punched him in the face, which is great. Um, cause the cat deserved it. Cats can't punch. (laughs) Especially not dead cats. Ugh. That was awful. That was I was like, this bad. movie is already painful and shitty. Did we have to throw that little anecdote in? At least they didn't have like a like a flashback. Which I know. The, the use of flashbacks in this movie was so horrible. It was something else. Yep. Like, commit to the bit or don't do it. Like, just yeah. say we're going all in on the flashbacks or leave them out. They're completely unnecessary. They add nothing to the story, but. It's fine. Um, my other best worst line, other than that's for the cat, was you're not misinterpreting my book. You're just batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought had a kernel of truth, but not not enough to no. uh to to feel like it was actually a good line. <laughs> I know. He I I just hate him so much. <laughs> I just you're not I misinterpreting did, my book. 
I did not care if he died in that basement or not. Like, I yes. didn't care at all. I was like, I just want you to fucking hurry this up. Like, drill yes. his stupid <laughs> teeth in. Like, drill his eyeballs. Yeah. Let's get, let's do this. Like, let's Sand stop putting feet. around. Sand down those feet, motherfucker. Like, you have so many elements of items of torture and you're putting fucking goldfish bowl pieces in a bag and hitting him with it. Like, turn yeah. your power tools on, brother. Come on. Yeah. You've got other means. You've of got other means. You're going to lobotomize him with a drill. And now you're yeah. like, now nah, just tie you up and hit you with a bag full of broken glass. <laughs> Commit. Make him eat Come it. Come on. Make him- <laughs> I thought that fish was going down his throat, though. I straight up, I was like, <laughs> I think he's going to feed him that fish. And that's fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. I was like, that is not cool. I don't want to see him do that. I don't want to see him do that. <laughs> Like that little girl does not deserve to have her fish be swallowed whole and wriggling by Anthony Mackie. That's not fair. Poor fish. A poor fish, that poor little girl, who was the cutest little girl, though. Adorable. Yes. She is sweet. Also, going back to what an unlikable character (laughs) Anthony Mackie was, he sees a little girl in a class that he is not the teacher of. Uh-huh. And the first thing he says to her is, I'm oh really good God. at keeping secrets. Yeah. So you can tell me anything. I'm like, no, 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 no. You do not tell a little girl that. You fucking freak. An adult freak. immediately asking a child to tell him secrets. Immediately. Like he found out her name and then was like, you mm-hmm. seem sad. Why don't you tell me all your secrets? <sighs> no. Do not tell him your secrets. No, not only is predator. he a, t- he's a terrible therapist, mm-hmm. um, but that's a super predatory behavior. Please do not do that. Yeah. Um, and he killed your grandma. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this kid, but that guy killed your grandma. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Definitely don't tell him secrets. Um, oh, yeah. When he, when he took him to the... To the cemetery, which again, why is she buried in the earth? Do you want her? Do you want her fucking great her casket to just float down the goddamn street? Because that's yeah. what happens in New Orleans. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens in the entire state of Louisiana. Sorry, that's why they put them where they put them. It's not because they cool like mausoleums. It's not because it's, they love ghoulish overkill. They love not except they having. Do. They, they also do. do. <laughs> They're such a great goth city. But they don't they more than their ghoulish overkill, they they love <laughs> not having to chase their loved ones' caskets down the river. There is of something the street. practical to it. Yes. Uh there's a very practical reason they do it. And there's no way that his that they would have just buried her in the ground. I'm sorry, they don't do that. Um But when he took Angel to – when Tommy took Angel to the cemetery and to, like, visit the grave, Mm -hmm. and he was like, I'm having trouble letting you go, and that's selfish of me. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're a horrible therapist. Yeah. Like, not just – yeah, not just like I'm having trouble. I need your help letting you go. I need a sign from you that it's okay mm-hmm. to let you go. That he like the thing that Angel could not say was that it's selfish of me because it yeah. fucking isn't. By the no. way, 
Like to make somebody feel like they're hurting the spirit of their loved one by being unable to let them go. Like when you work with people who are grieving, it's not, you can't put the fucking focus on what they're doing to the person who's died. Like you have to put the focus on what they're doing to themselves. And like, yes, that person would not want this, but Mm -hmm. to like play into this delusion that she's still around or maybe not delusion because she was technically a ghost. Right. (laughs) She was an underutilized ghost. Underutilized. The ghost of a better movie. Uh, That she was like hanging around and in pain because of how sad he was. Well, there's also the factor of she's hanging around because her homicide has gone unsolved for four years. Like, it's clearly a homicide situation. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe. No, I was going to say it would have been vehicular manslaughter if she died from getting hit by the car. Mm-hmm. But she died because they hit her by the with the car and then threw and her then tossed her over a bridge. Very much conscious body over the fucking bridge. Mm-hmm. Um so that was great. Uh but I I I loved I felt like more more should have been given, more credit should have been given to the aunt or sister or whoever was at the like little ceremony seance like the thing. little seance yeah it was like the boy's just sad because his mama passed yeah <laughs> like yeah, i love her and i feel like i've seen her in something before but i couldn't find <laughs> what i had seen her in before i couldn't find it either i, I went look because yeah. i was like i she sounded familiar but yeah, yeah. i just love that I was, the boy's just sad because his mama passed like we don't need to do all this bullshit what is all this yeah <laughs> there is no expiration date on my house. truly yeah No. And, and that, you know, it, okay. New problem. (laughs) Next problem that I had with this movie was that aside from Anthony Mackie, who was an unlikable piece of shit, piece of Mm -hmm. like, like wellness coach, swill, swigging shit. Anti-vaxxer. Um, (laughs) anti-vaxxer. fucking anti-vaxxer anti-masker um Mm. he so aside from him though i felt like and and any of the female characters because they were just kind of placeholders um is that nobody really knew what they were um what kind of character they were playing Mm -hmm. like especially forrest whitaker being like the anchor of this whole movie right uh it's like is he is he depressed and losing his grip on reality in his grief right or is he a diabolical calculating mastermind who has lured anthony mackie to this this grim you know mm-hmm. confession booth and kidnapped his family and friends like or is to, he the victim of the torment of a ghost that right, because you guys is, build this horror? You you build in the fact that he's actually being like stalked by his mother's ghost. Uh-huh. So what <laughs> he can't be all of those things at once. And that's what this movie yes. made him do. It's yeah. like I I don't know, you know, because then it says like the then, you know. They go through how he found a psychic who told him that it was the 
the Carter boys what to look for. Killed, yeah, what to look the for, signs and to that look she would. Yeah, and and so he found all these signs on his own, and it's like, well, did he? Has all of this been leading up until, like, again, it's a timeline issue. Because mm-hmm. how long did he, like, because they, they show him as, like, a fan, like, right. somebody who's, like, a devotee of, of I don't know, what am I calling it, Carterism, like, bullshit, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> of Anthony Mackie bullshit, life coaching bullshit, yeah. that he has, like, the book all marked up and everything, and it's like, did he buy that book after the psychic said that and he like put these two things together or the distance between him walking around town and seeing the flyer for the book the timing between him seeing the flyer and going to the signing is unclear because he would have if that were his first sign of that book he would have had to buy the book read it so obsessively that it gets tattered and then right. bring it to the signing. Yes. And that's that's unclear. Also difficult, made more difficult by the fact that they did not give him a single costume change in no. the whole runtime of the movie. Which is frustrating um, because it makes it even more difficult. Like if if our timeline is it's what's fucking us up. Among other mm-hmm. things, what's fucking us up is we don't have any idea how much time has passed. Give us some kind of cue. Right. Because as soon as they get in that house, nobody ever changes their clothes. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea. But outside of that house, he also never changes his clothes. He's always in the same shirt and pants. Yes. And, and it's varying not degrees of con- bloodiness. <laughs> right. It's not contractor clothing also. It's not mm-hmm. like he was in coveralls because he came from work or he was working on the house. Right. So you don't know. Um, also, speaking of bloody clothes, I love the implication that he's better now. He's fixed. He's free. So he's just going to walk with his daughter in her jammies in the middle of the afternoon, covered in blood yep. down the streets of New Orleans. A healed new man. Just a better. Yeah. A cleansed spirit and nobody's going to stop him. Nobody's going to be like, excuse me, sir. It seems like <laughs> we've you've been splashing around in people's blood. Could we talk to you about that? Or you at least maybe are injured in a way that you don't seem to be acknowledging. We're operating on San Francisco, New York City rules <laughs> where it's you just. Yeah, that's just that's Gary. Just- you just put That's, your head down. I'll say, but having spent that time That is an eighty-year-old man with a sock on his cock and nothing else. That's he's just getting you know, home from his day I, job. Like I said, I have spent time in New Orleans, and I I was there for two weeks at a time, different times of the year, and changed my clothes every day. Thank you very much. I was there on business. Changed my oh, yes, clothes every day. And I don't summer, think it's sweating through everything. You at least had to change clothes at least twice a day. Bring twice mm-hmm. the amount of clothing that you think you need. Um, but I I know that people notice what you wear because people remarked on almost yeah. everything that I wore at some point or another. And I guarantee I could not have walked down the fucking French Quarter where it seems like they lived uh, <laughs> covered in blood with a little girl. Yeah. 
Yeah. And not had even one person be like, hey. In her pajamas. Yeah. In her jammies and her slippers. She didn't even have shoes (laughs) on. No, my favorite was one time I broke I broke a sandal in New Orleans and somebody goes, Your shoes untied. (laughs) Thank you. Yep. So this is actually gonna bring me to my uh one of my Oscars, which is uh I'd say I'm giving the Oscar for costume department. No, no. (laughs) The worst utilization of New Orleans as a setting ever. Yes. Yeah. Why did you bother setting it there if you were going to do nothing with it? Nothing New Orleans related, except a little bit of hoodoo. A little bit of hoodoo. But that was Mm. such bullshit. And it's like, okay, Mm. so the, the, obviously I'm, obviously I'm salty about the cemetery thing, but Mm. like New Orleans itself is a beautiful place and it is a beautiful place to make a movie. There is so much happening. Like, they had what two scenes outside where yeah. out <laughs> like, in the city one he was one he was in the he was in a you know they one they were at the river for no reason other than to like further traumatize Forrest Whitaker um yeah. where like you know if Anthony Mackie jumping around like a fucking lunatic telling him to smile yeah. well he's like I actively hate the water which is mm-hmm. weird if you live in New Orleans but um but I mean if you find your mom off the banks of the yeah. bayou. Also, I, mean, I, loved, know, I understand. Loved when he was lying about having killed his mom. And mm-hmm. his what he said was, I've never seen the bayou in my life. <laughs> Bitch, I'm from Pennsylvania. I've been to New Orleans <laughs> twice, and I have seen the bayou more than you claim to have. Yeah. Being a fucking native. Every, at some point. In your life, <laughs> you will have seen the bayou. You, you were don't not have to go boy. looking for it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't even have to go looking for it. If you take one wrong turn in your entire existence in Louisiana, you will be in the bayou. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what it is. And it is scary. And it's it's exactly yeah. as like ominous as it could be. They didn't use any of that. There's so much just like creepy shit just like hanging yeah. in the air in Louisiana. They didn't use any of it. What the I love fuck? Louisiana so much. This could have been in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would honestly it would have made more sense. It would have made more sense to be further north and just Haunting have him be like cherry picking <laughs> cherry picking shit from all the different religions and just throwing some some hoodoo and some voodoo in there. Like yeah. <sighs> <sighs> it bothers me so much. Um but speaking of Louisiana, I will tell my favorite Louisiana story. Uh, when I yes. <laughs> when I was there for work, I went to meet with a um, a funeral director because uh, that was part of my job. And as I was leaving, he offered a he had a box of beignets, and I was like, "Oh no, thank uh, you." He's like, "Oh no, please take please take some, Emily, please take some." And I was like, "I'm okay." Legally, well, you must listen. Okay, at this point, I <laughs> had eaten so much food and so many beignets already like i was act it was like 10:45 when i had this meeting i was already full for the day like there is so much food in the state of louisiana that i was there like sure i is. am actually i am actually full between breakfast and lunch this is ridiculous 
And I, I did not feel a single hunger pain the entire time I was in that state. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, thank you. I'm 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 good. I, I appreciate it. And he's like, no, 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 take one, take one. And I was like, I got to be honest, I'm already going home with like five extra pounds that I did not come here with. I, I don't need any more beignets. And this wonderful man, and he went, oh, but darling, by Louisiana standards, you're still a good five biscuits away from fat. <laughs> And I was like, I love that you specified by Louisiana standards. <laughs> because by Portland, Oregon standards, I was a good five biscuits over fat. Trust me. Like, <laughs> well, Portland, Oregon, there's such a variety of. Um, but yeah, so I was white people. So I was dreads. like, I want that. I want that on my business cards. By Louisiana standards, <laughs> still a good five biscuits away from fat. And I did eat a beignet after he said that. I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> You've convinced me. <laughs> You've convinced me. Thank you. Um, and the man himself, I should just to better paint the scene, looked like the mayor of Munchkin City. Oh. <laughs> he was just a sphere of an individual <laughs> with legs and arms and a head. He looked like kind of like Violet Beauregard after she turned that's Violet. That's the image. That, um, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's who's telling me that I have a good five biscuits Blueberry away from that. I'm like, he would know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. <sighs> thank you, funeral director in Louisiana, for giving me that little gem to chew on. But there was no local color in this movie. There was none of that. Yeah. There was none of the of the weird, like, There's about 30 of- seconds of architecture. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the establishing shots, they didn't bother. I know. Like, it was... Which, like, like if you it, could it, mash up... What what was the stupid one with the apparition with Sebastian Stan? <laughs> where they're just filming <laughs> 10,000 landscape shots of... <laughs> they didn't have enough to... The San Fernando with. Valley. <laughs> just, I forgot. Which is one of the just... ugliest places to look at. Sorry <laughs> to anybody who lives in the San Fernando Valley. 30 minutes of filming just scorched hills of Southern California. None of it. None of and that. Freeways, Any of and freeways. Freeways um, as we call them in uh, in California. In Costco. The freeway. Um <laughs> so much Costco. But there is none of that. There was no attention to this. There was no attention paid to the setting whatsoever, which mm-hmm. was really really frustrating. Um, because it's such a good one. <laughs> it is. I love Louisiana so much. I love New Orleans yeah, so what? much. Why? Why can we just? Set- can somebody please, when we have the Patreon set up, let's somebody <laughs> please fund us to be kind. Rewind this movie so we can go <laughs> and just take a fun little vacation to New Orleans. And then, and then do it right. And then we'll tie each other up in the basement Ooh. of a non-existent Louisiana basement <laughs> and torture each other for a couple minutes. You got to save that for and, later. I have your masochism question <laughs> that I'm lining up for later. So just hang tight on that. Okay. All right. I'll just put a, put a pin in that one. Put it in the parking lot. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, yeah, and then my other my other Oscar, I did have to give it a, a positive one. Which I said uh, Oscar goes to for best depiction of the usefulness of wellness coaches. <laughs> this movie, yes, 
Because holy fucking shit, what a racket. What a racket. And I say this as somebody who was one. (laughs) Don't know if you know this about Mimi, but I did spend some of my life as a wellness and holistic nutritionist coach. And I can tell you right now, it's horseshit. And I'm surprised that somebody didn't get that me. Oh, not long. (laughs) I had a feeling. (laughs) I can only believe my own bullshit for so long. (laughs) I had to call myself out and be like, no, actually, you're just telling these people garbage. I'm surprised. I I think if I had kept going, I probably would have been kidnapped and Mm -hmm. tortured in a basement. Rightfully so. Um, if somebody came to me grieving a parent and that was what I told them, I told them to smile you and stop smile taking more. their lithium. Smile more. Stop taking their lithium. And um, that they were selfish <laughs> for holding on to the memory of their loved one. Um, yeah, I d- would have deserved it. So <laughs> I actually think that anybody who makes them you a got living out, as You a, got out right. As a life coach, um, Probably deserves a little bit of torture. I don't know, murder, but like a little, a little bit of torture. I think at least okay. to be whacked with a bag of broken glass. Yeah, at least that. <laughs> Maybe not the spear through the leg or like being drilled in the arm, but okay, whatever. But like a little smack around with a bag of glass. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I would have deserved that. If so it that happened leads to me, me into my fake When Oscar, I was life coaching, Oscar. I would have been like, <laughs> when I was life coaching, somebody hit me with a bag of glass. I've been like, fair. fair. The most Thank understandably motivated potential serial killer. <laughs> I absolutely will not be calling my lawyer dad about this because that one, that's on me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is the past. This is the one. This is your freebie. <laughs> Here's your money back. We're good. Um, but please to tell, me your last, tell me your last Oscar. I mean, as a result of all this shitty life coaching, the most understandably motivated potential serial killer is, in fact, Angel Sanchez. Yes. Yes. And in fact, I think I knew somebody in high school named Angel Sanchez, and he was really nice. He meant well. So. I... Not like Forrest Whitaker, but... No. (laughs) We're we're not saying all Angel Sanchez's are the same um, (laughs) by any means. No. Um, But also that um, the thing is like the thing with that Forrest Whitaker did at first, at least, was that I did feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I did like sympathize. I was like, oh, he's really struggling with the death I of his mom. I was very much like, on his side the whole movie. I and then, yeah. And then when it, you know, then when things began to unravel, I was like, dude, stop doing the illegal shit because mm-hmm. I'm still... <laughs> I would I like you to come out right on top here. on this one. Yeah. I would really like it if the cops didn't show up and take you into custody. That would be right. not great. Um, but he was, I mean, I thought he he delivered the part when, when he was supposed to be sympathetic. I thought he was sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just went so far off the fucking rails. Just with like, what movie are you trying to make? Yeah. Mr. Calland. Like, <laughs> the fuck do you want this movie to be because also the fact that it's called repentance nobody repents nobody learns anything there are no lessons (laughs) there is nothing positive that anybody takes away from this 
Except maybe Francesca, because she's spent multiple days thinking it's the same hour practicing her piano. So she's she's going to be owning an auto by the time that this movie is over. A brilliant, a brilliant child prodigy pianist, and (laughs) because of this movie, so she's learned something. Um, And she can fish has learned to to value life. The fish is counting its blessings at the end of this, but pretty much everybody else doesn't learn, doesn't walk away having gained anything. No. Because, like, he, Angel, just him letting them go, he already knew what they did. Right. So he just needed them to tell him, and he's like, cool, great. All right, thanks. Here's this tiny little toy gun do with it what you will without your thumbs which was Um, that ben's gun because i thought ben had a gun when he was wandering around the property and then angel hits him with a shovel maybe it's ben's gun (laughs) so now ben's gonna be implicated great that's what ben needs to go back to fucking prison for his piece of shit murderer brother yeah i mean Oh my god, cat murdering fucking piece of shit life coach brother. Oh my god. Um yeah. All right. So we hate we hate Tommy <laughs> Carter. <laughs> okay, when I was looking up reviews, which we will get to in a moment, but everybody kept bitching about the budget. So I'm very curious how much this movie costs to make. How much would was- you think that uh, they paid Forrest Whitaker for this one because I have a feeling oh, that's most of the budget. It's got to be most of the budget because this is after, mm-hmm. yeah, this was after Last King of Scotland. So he, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, he's top billing, like yes. far and above Anthony Mackie yes. on this one. Deservingly so. Just <laughs> deservingly so. Um, I would say the budget for the whole movie, again, I we keep going back to the fact that money we don't makes know how no much sense. It, money <laughs> makes no sense. We don't have any idea how much it costs to make any kind of movies. I would say ten thousand, ten thousand dollars, ten million dollars. <laughs> ten thousand dollars. They paid him the day rate. Um, they paid him fucking SAG day rate to come. We'll give you some sweet movie. snacks here from the craft. Ten. I would say ten million dollars because I don't know how much it costs to make. So a movie. we're gonna slice that right in half. So this is five million dollars. Five, five mil? million dollar right. movie. Yep. All right. I hope they gave him one of those millions. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to put into context like everybody else's career, which like Anthony Mackie, that makes no sense because he had already shown he has so many chops, that man. Yeah. Uh, Mike Epps is coming off the heels of being Black Doug. And also, what is the pimp's name in How High? Because that is one of the shining moments of his career for me. (laughs) You gotta get it right. Where my bitch is at. Um. All right. Well, I'm googling this. How, do you know how much it made at the box office? I'm just curious. Baby uh, powder. I want to say 1.2 million. Baby okay. powder. Yes, because he slaps people with baby powder on his hand. That's right. Um. So it made 1.2 million dollars. They spent 1.2 million. Yep. Usually, I think we've talked about this. They they double 1. the budget. 1.2 US, I think. 
They double uh, what they spent to make it. They double that in promotion. So this did not do anybody (laughs) any favors. It lost a lot of money. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, then. Shall we talk about the audience reception? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Good news. They spent $5 million. Weirdly, it only made 1.2 of that back. Um, 1.2 What do you think uh rotten tomatoes score was not the audience score the critic score rotten tomatoes i want to say 15 percent oh okay well they were a little bit more generous than you were oh um and it's it's literally their generosity is entirely directed at forrest whitaker and mike epps Because all of the positive reviews pointed them out specifically and said, like, great performances by exactly these two. (laughs) No one else. Everything else was bullshit and garbage. But these two men worked really hard and did a very nice job with the garbage (laughs) they were given. Um, So the actual official Rotten Tomatoes score was 33 percent. This is not the lowest we've seen so far. I let Anthony Mackie just... (laughs) Drag you, that into the dirt. You really did. You really let your your disappointment in him shine through on that projection. Um, my favorite, I have so I have one uh, snippet from one critic review and then two uh, user reviews, which I unfortunately they do not have. They're both anonymous, which is very upsetting because I would love oh. to know who said these th- two things. But um, so the critic review is Brent Simon. And he said, the basic takeaway of all of this is the polite suggestion that perhaps movie making is not the occupation for which Felipe Calland is best suited, at least on a creative level. Ripped to shreds. I mean, Ouch. you ever make a movie so bad, somebody's like, you should just maybe never make movies again. <laughs> a critic of I all just- people. I just think you're so bad at this. Like, maybe you should just totally stop altogether. Like, Brent Simon minced no words. Um, yeah. No. So I thought that, that was that was pretty concise. So I was like, no, that says all it needs to say. <laughs> and then my two favorite user reviews. The first one is, uh, it started out promising and then became a whole bunch of what the fuck. Concise. Concise like to the point. Yep. And more... More, even more concise uh, and more to the point. Man, how you remake your own movie and it sucks this bad. <laughs> Wait, I need a do over. Let me fuck it up worse. <laughs> Let me fuck it up even more. Because, like I said, this is a remake of one of Callan's other movies. <laughs> so he really did have this script. And this idea twice. Mm-hmm. And the first time he played the Forrest Whitaker character. And I guess everybody oh. was like, that's enough of that. No, <laughs> you're not an actor. <laughs> um, and he was like, okay, fair. I'll, I'll hire Academy Award winning actor Forrest Whitaker to play yes. that role instead. Also imagine the hubris. Imagine the hubris of writing something <laughs> and being like, it's either going to be playing this role me or Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Fuck you, Callan. Fuck you. Okay. I remember <laughs> when I used to like cast fanfics in my head 
where I was like, yeah. you know what? This self-insert character, I would love to have her played by Megan Fox. <laughs> love to have her played by Megan Fox, who, of course, was super hot at the time when I'm writing these self-inserts. Still, I mean, but, but also, still. still. I just hot, watched a shitty... But just like I just watched hot, a shitty movie with her in it, yes. But, hot in the times. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, but hot, yes. The, she was in her Transformers phase where oh, nobody yes. knew about her thumbs yet. Jennifer's body. <laughs> where, where her thumbs were still a secret. Her thumbs. Oh, man. Before the ugly secret of her thumbs came out. Um, she was extra hot. It's the dumbest shit in the world. Oh, my God. Oh, so I give this movie a D. Ooh. Yeah, a, a D minus on my this behalf. movie would have to retake the course. <laughs> I um, I can't, I can't do it. Can't, do you have can't any recommend recommendations it. of other misery. <laughs> misery was on my list of kidnappings. Uh huh. Yeah, um, kidnapping of a of a beloved author. Yeah, by yeah. a super fan. <laughs> I would um, say oh. if you want something horror that does have like an element of kidnapping, Barbarian was really yeah, good. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Barbarian <laughs> was gross. Yes. So good, but so gross. Well defined. My, my speaking of Barbarian, my one of my best friends is she's a she's a doctor. She's a PhD, and like in theatrical criticism, she's very mm. smart. Way more than me. And we were talking about Barbarian. And she sent me a fucking, like, thesis about all of the themes and yeah. the, you know, the the journey from, you know, made into cronehood and how this is, you know, women are, are, are thrown away as soon as they're no longer viable for, you know, blah. I mean, just on and on and on and on and on about how, how women are sexualized up to the point that they're disgusting to look at. And then, you know, all this other on and on and on. My review of Barbarian was, oh, yeah, I almost puked. It was gross. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the difference between a PhD and a bachelor's degree. Um, <laughs> Justin Long so, gets his comeuppance. He does. He Just, does. Oh, my God. My so fucking favorite part of that, that movie is when he discovers that there's a basement and it's the creepiest fucking basement ever. And he's like, let me get my tape measure and see what kind of square footage I can add to this. And see if I can say that it's an extra room. Yeah, he was he was delightfully <laughs> awful. And not in the way that Anthony Mackie was. He was delightfully awful. Anthony Mackie was just awful in this yes. movie. Um, I would say if you want a horror movie that takes place <clears throat> and does a good job of being in Louisiana... I would say Skeleton Key, starring Kate mm. Hudson, and uh, I'm gonna mess up her name. Uh, I want to say it's not her. Nope, it's not. Uh, okay, well Emily's gonna Google here. So Mia, fill the time. <laughs> Come up with another movie right. that we need to. I just had Barbarian and Misery on the list. Just had Barbarian. So. Have you seen the Skeleton Key? No, I have not. So I'll have to oh, add that to It's uh, good. Peter Skarsgård. Speaking of Skarsgårds. Oh. He's in that. Okay. Yes. Um, Bill, and... Bill Skarsgård. Bill? Bill. No. Gina Rollins. I was right. Damn it. I need to just trust myself. <laughs> John Hurt, Gina Rollins, oh. Peter Skarsgård, and Kate Hudson. What else do you need? Nothing. Um, it's got a good script. 
It's if you want to see something scary that takes, like I said, that takes full advantage of the fact that it's set in New Orleans. It would be weird mm-hmm. if they said it anywhere else. Unlike this piece of garbage that could have been set in my right. own fucking backyard and it would have made more sense. It would um, have. Your yard has more capability to hold bodies. I mean, I mean there could be a, a secret. I think there could be <laughs> there could be two secret sub basements in our our other house on our property this makes it sound like i'm a rich asshole who has multiple homes on our property <laughs> i have a very large shed that the previous owners turned into like an airbnb style thing but there could They're be a basement in there there could be two basements in there there could be a sub sub basement and i wouldn't know about it also i have not been in my own basement since <laughs> august <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could be tied up being tortured down there. And I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I would hear them and I would be like, ooh, but that's the basement. <laughs> and all the spiders are there. No, thank you. I'll Sorry. I'll be dealing with that. <laughs> Sorry. I Also, I'm really good and good at compartmentalizing things. And I could very quickly just put that right in a box and be like, nope, not looking at that for a while. <laughs> we have shit to do. And a guy... Pounding on the pipe, screaming in the basement does not factor into that. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our take on repentance. (laughs) All right. So bringing it back to the the topic of masochism here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two and a half options for you. Mm, Okay. Of how badly you might want to be punished. And I I don't know if I want to be kinder on one of the options Mm. are you asking me how i would prefer to be punished for yes anthony mackie's crimes yes if i killed somebody's mom okay yeah let's let's do it this is a fun game all right if you wanted to (laughs) develop upon your own repentance would you do so with horror comedy drama fantasy or shameful shameful new jerseyism oh i don't think it gets more repenting than shameful new jerseyism frankly (laughs) okay so (laughs) listen not this is not about you this is about my youth spent in new jersey okay Do you know exactly which movie on our list is going to be? (laughs) Don't worry. It's painful for me, too. (laughs) You could pay me back with anything for this week. I would deserve it. And I will gladly say thank you, ma'am. May I have another? (laughs) Well, you're going to be. I I don't know if you will be happier than that you pick. Because one of the options, one of the options was a standout better than the other two. Okay. Um, Wait, in the you, in the genre of of New Jerseyism? Or? Oh no! In the genre, in the three genres that I gave in the three you. genres. Okay, so one of yeah. but it was not the one. One that I was picked. actually good, but you did not pick it. Um, <laughs> the other Sorry, one was sucker punch, it. and you, you dodged that you know one what? a second I time. I keep dodging. <laughs> Sucker Punch is my COVID, okay? It's going to take, if it takes two years for us to get to Sucker Punch, I'll be, I'll be right on target. <laughs> it's just my, But you've, you have landed yourself the obscure bay of Jeff Anderson in Clerks 2. 
I didn't even know you put Clerks 2 on here. <laughs> you just did it, you asshole. <laughs> oh, it's not oh, a good man. movie. It's not but a good movie. there's okay, some well, shameful I, stuff. I, <laughs> all right. So for next time, um, I you know what? I I love you so much, Mia. I'm gonna watch Clerks One and Clerks Two. You know, but if we'll you just, just want to throw the third one in at some point, that is actually if, a good movie. If it's <laughs> I, I, I say this with all the love in my heart and on our on our podcast where it's a safe space to talk about bad movies. I have heard the opposite of Clerks Three. <laughs> I've heard that I love the it, shit out of that movie. Well, it's funny because I believe the review that I, I wanted to send to you and then I was like, no, I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> poop my party. <laughs> I don't want to poop on your party because I haven't seen it and I don't really remember the first clerks well enough mm-hmm. to feel that I could judge the third one on its own merit. But uh, I believe the review said this this movie was made for the eight remaining fans of the clerks franchise <laughs> and six of them are in it. <laughs> I was like, and what is me? One. And the other one is me. <laughs> Which is why if they make a Clerks 4, I need to be in it because then I will be, be in seven. It, yeah. <laughs> you will be seven of the eight remaining fans. And there will be just that one straggler. Loser. Hanging out. That one person buying the tickets. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, so glad that they left two, un- two unknowns in that review because I know one of them. And her name is Mia. <laughs> and we have a podcast together. Oh, Lord. Okay, so Clerks 2 it is. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, so oh, boy. It's not oh, good. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not good. I will be delivering the recap next week. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how that's going to go? <laughs> yes. See, I don't think any of our movies have been bad enough to be offensive yet. This one's this one's teetering on the border of being bad enough because there is stuff that is offensive in it. So that's right. It's yeah. So is oh wonderful huh, 2006 well. humor. Yep. Oh oh god oh god oh god oh man 2006. 2000- 2006 is a rough time. I mean, 2007 was hard to go back to for just my luck. So I'd <laughs> little scared. I'm taking you back to all the you bad are... years. <laughs> it's the least. It's the least we can do after I just punished us with this bullshit. So yeah. So next week we will be. We'll have next time we will have clerks two inflicted upon us. <laughs> so tune in. Watch along with us, and um, and I guess you know in the what? meantime, I will, be, I will be slightly kinder than projecting my bay onto it. Uh, my bay for this movie is Jeff Anderson because I am a fucking weirdo and I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> with my life. But the obvious bay of this movie is Rosario Dawson. So I was say, you, you you think I will enjoy watching it for Rosario Dawson? I hope she's enough. I mean, she's. She's been enough for a couple other things. So, has she? 
as she was she enough is she enough or is she going to show you just how horrible everybody else really is was she enough for Josie and the Pussycats I don't know was I just not (laughs) sure how bi I was and that's why I watched it so many times we'll find out won't we Won't we find out? But in the meantime, how, let's find out how hot how hot Rosario Dawson is by watching Clerks too. That's really the test of the Fango Home Club. <laughs> Was it worth it? Usually, no. Um. All right. Well. Anyway, we've been the Fangirl Film Club, and until next week, that was for the cat. This is a bridge. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>